Do 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 Switch Mania Playcast. Welcome to episode 66 of the Switch Mania Playcast. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's another update episode. Guys, <laughs> I could have kept going. Could have kept going, but we didn't. <laughs> um, interestingly enough, we're, we're continuing the the fragmented cast world because JP and I have been running crazy trying to get this out. And what's so that? What are we trying this. to get at? Super Blood Hockey we're trying That's to right. get out. Like, it has been interesting. It has been fun. Um, we are fully um, approved now with Nintendo. We're literally waiting for orders to be done, so that's good. Um, I also just realized as I was recording, since I checked to see what episode number we were on, that the episode title on Anchor was Super Mario Brothers 65 instead of 35. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying, nobody left us a message, so it's all your fault. And I was going to give a prize if someone had commented on the wrong title. Oh, well, I guess I'll keep my Switch. Wait, you're going away at Switch? Not anymore. Not anymore, everyone. <laughs> Now you know what I have to do. I have to go to premiumeditiongames.com and make sure that it doesn't say yep. Super Mario 65 on the website. Because I would do something like that as I'm putting out stuff across multiple platforms. <laughs> nope, I didn't. <laughs> Barry the Cloud finally entered the cloud in, <laughs> in episode 65. Uh, I did yeah, see that. It looks good. And, uh, and you and I this time don't have a unified game that we've played. We've literally just played like stuff that we're working with now <laughs> which makes it which makes it fun you know i go yeah. in with a different mindset of you know normally i'll play a game that i know i'll like or i think i'll like but you know when we start looking at games for potentially signing or even discussing with the developer or the digital publisher you have to look at it with a different eye now and it's it's an eye that i'm not used to because i don't normally review games you know i had my team that that did that because Anybody who knows me knows that I just like everything. Like, I'm very easygoing when it comes to movies, shows, or video games. If it plays and I enjoy it a little bit, that's good enough for me. And here it's a very different mindset where you really have to, to say, could this be a physical game worth pursuing? And it, it really makes you play the game differently, I think. Yeah, I mean, I always say, and we talk on the phone all the time, obviously, as our wife's going to test, um, <laughs> that... Um, like literally it has to number one blow our socks off but mm-hmm. also it it's not if the game is good or not it's just if do i want to spend hundreds of hours just doing a premium edition on it right. and so it, it literally just has to inspire me and it also comes with you know talking with the developers and everybody involved with it and their passion too and cool stuff that we can do with it and right. like fortunately every developer we've talked to has been awesome but yep. um, and that it actually it makes it hard to not go about things as the JP way, 
because <laughs> like the people are really cool and it's like well sorry we, we can't go with this game like right. i i mean but on the other side if people are willing to work in what we call the um multi-pack um we're absolutely willing to go with the smaller games and stuff because every game is deserving of a physical um right. in some way shape or form it's just some might be better off if it's with a four pack because it's a smaller game for example mm-hmm. um it's a good segue into you know pigeon dev which um the pigeon dev collection you, i know we've started to post on social media to build up awareness and yep. um it's been really cool, but that is a perfect example of an awesome multi-application card, is what Nintendo calls it, but we call it the multi-pack, a, a quad pack. Um, it's really cool because we get to have multiple games on one cartridge, and everybody gets a great value because you get four awesome games. Um, would they be great as standalones? Some companies think so. Um, for us, we're like, well, I think it's better to put them all together. It's the same developer. We can do right. a holistic guide on all four, make it really fun. Um, JP doesn't even know this, but Paul Niemeyer is going back and forth with me um, on the slipcase right now because uh, we didn't post any images of the slipcase yet. And he's like, hey, I saw the imagery for the case and everything, and it's really cool. And and I think we're thinking about giving it like a Tron aesthetic, like where it's going to have a lot of neons in it in the oh, 80s, cool. 70s, 80s style. Um, and... So, like, we're we're literally going back and forth because I was like, I don't want to skew your artistic style at all, Paul, because he's literally, as we've mentioned before, the artist who's done Mortal Kombat, Tron, and other stuff, Tron the mm-hmm. Arcade. So I was like, hey, dude, like, I want to see what you can come up with. <laughs> like, I don't like to, awesome. to limit the artists. Um, so it'll be really cool to see. I'm sure JP is going to badger me until he can share it. On social media with everyone, <laughs> it's it's how we do things. Um, even true. even he even got me to show off the uh, the the challenge patch early. I wanted to keep I, that a surprise, I, but <laughs> well, there's other stuff that you know we've talked about, and you've shown me prototypes that I'm not going to reveal uh, mm-hmm. because those are going to be you know those real wow factors when they arrive. So I'm keeping that a secret. So I I have some reserve. Uh, not much, yeah. mind you, but a little bit. I mean, I mean, in all honesty, like what we're alluding to, which we're not going to give specifics on, really does make our stuff premium. And that's yeah. it's, it's it. It's like it's one of those things where the classic JP quote is, "Now I can't see our releases without this." Yeah, <laughs> like it's true. like in all honesty, when when everybody sees it, you're going to say the same thing. You're going to be like. Oh my God, why doesn't anybody else do this? And we're going to say the same thing. We don't know why nobody else is doing this. It's the most Nintendo thing we could do. And it looks amazing. It matches the Nintendo Switch collection and really makes everything feel premium. It's cool. And that's with us using our own name in it, which is hilarious, but (laughs) without giving (laughs) it away. But it's really really something that just happened uh, to us just by happenstance and it is an amazing thing um and we're going back and forth um and and of course i you know i have my roots like i have released you know mind you lots of physical things over 20 print runs um actually before this recording jp and i were talking about like i need my wooden book covers in hand so i can ship out the remainder of those that backed the first switch collector because i'm literally been waiting on the wooden book covers because like maker spaces were closed 
because mm-hmm. of COVID. I've been waiting for them. And like, we just passed the year mark. Like everything's been shipped out to all backers. Um, and like, these are the ones that got like the high level tier. And I've been waiting on this item. I'm like, Oh, we got to figure it out, man. <laughs> it gets frustrating. Cause it's like, I, it's not something that I'm creating. Yeah. <sighs> We'll see. No, I, I, I want to get to your stuff, and we are going to be launching Volume Two soon because, like, again, it's been a year. Like, people want Volume Two. We've shipped out Volume One to everybody, except for like a handful of people. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I want to get people their stuff, and I don't want people to wait. So, we likely won't be going with the the same items, or if we do go with the windbook covers, it'll be done by somebody or something that might cost more money but be done quicker. Because right. I just I need it to be done because the quality is awesome on these boxes, the wooden book covers. They're like actually boxes with an opening for the book, um, but they're awesome. But the, just the waiting a year is is a bit is a bit crazy. We we don't we can't do that, especially when we're running with premium edition games. So like I we got to streamline some stuff. So it's one thing we feel your plights, everybody that's gotten the books. I want to get them out to you. It's I've never missed a. A deadline yet and i'm getting close because i think i put the end of this year uh for mm-hmm. first one which was like ir- ironically just like a like never gonna hit that and now we <laughs> might which is crazy but but people have is, gotten I, the book that's what's important first like, and the book they thousand got. people have gotten the book yep. <laughs> i just i worry about like 10 people that's and then literally that's gonna be the same thing with premium edition is is that like no matter how many people buy a game, we're we're worried about each and every one of you getting your stuff. Like we want you all to get oh. it. Like like we want everything to come in. Um, you know, I've been going back and forth every day with Nintendo, just making sure everything is perfect to their to their standards, um, and just making sure everything is great. It's it's great to be in in ordering now. Um, that's awesome and. We started this process like well, like what the second week of the the, the pre-orders for Super Blood Hockey, and we're doing yep. both Super Blood Hockey and Pigeon Dev at the same time. Everyone, like we're not like we're going to have Pigeon Dev in hand, as we said on the on the video. We're going to have it in hand before we put it up. So yeah. it's going to be cool. Going to yeah, be cool. I think, I think what's great is that having <clears throat> Pigeon Dev in hand, we're not late. There's not going to be a late date because we'll know exactly mm-hmm. when we should be expecting it. Now, the deluxe edition will be that pre-order, so that'll come later. But at least with the premium edition, you know, people who don't want all those extra cool goodies, they can <laughs> still get it right when it's on our site. And I love that because you're literally going to place an order on X day and like a day or so later, you're getting a tracking number. And that's going to feel great because it's going to be right around the same time as Super Blood Hockey. So not only is our first release going to be here but already the second one like that quickly. And I think, I think that's great. You know, just looking outside as a, you know, looking at a new company. I mean, that's already two products in hand for people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that goes a long way. I I feel. And, and at least for us, you know, it, it just keeps our momentum going that, you know, we're staying on track internally and, and getting our releases out. And then it allows us to, to focus more clearly on the next title and not necessarily have to, you know, prolong things because we're still working on earlier ones. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the thing is, is that like, we're going to only have a limited amount of premium deluxe editions, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like JP and I went back and forth on it. We're going to have a limited amount of those just because of the, 
amount of time it takes to make them. Mm-hmm. We want to make it special for those that are getting it. It's going to be limited. We're not going to be doing more of them. And we're going to move on to the next game so we can work with the next set of developers and have a have a good time. Like it's and the thing is though is that like as long as we have it, we're going to still be talking with the developers too because developers will be creating new stuff. And yep. if they are, like we'll talk and help them out with promoting their games, whether they go with us or not. Like JP Switch Mini ain't slowing down, people. Like, <laughs> no, no. like it's been getting busier. Definitely not. And that's why I'm like, I'm like, yeah, JP's out there like going crazy with it. And it's not slowing down. It's we're still supporting everyone in the community. Um, and we don't ask anybody anything in return. We're just doing it because we're, you know, part of the community and passionate for what we do. Like we're, we don't need others to, to, um, you know, if we tweet them, JP doesn't expect them to retweet us. We don't like people have asked us before. Now we don't care. Like it's cool. It's cool. Honestly, like, yeah, but I mean, before premium, I got to start knowing all these other uh, publishers and developers, <laughs> and you know, I I feel like I formed real friendships, and you know, we knew early on that JP Switchmania was not going to go away. It wasn't going to change into a premium edition only channel, and you know, I mm-hmm. I didn't think it needed to be because you know the reason we started this is really in line with you know what the purpose of my channel is is to you know recognize the developers and publishers preserve games and just you know build a community and and i love being able to do that so you know on this on this playcast darkwood from super rare games is up for pre-order today um mm-hmm. also east asasoft yep. has a new title lrg has another game coming out so yeah i mean that i i never saw a need that i have to view other companies now as competitors like that's not how we will look at them. That's not how I interact with them. And, and yeah, I mean, we'll keep saying it over and over, but you know, we want to be part of the community. We don't want to take over, you know, the industry. We don't want to take people away from existing companies. We want to just help preserve games and, and make fun releases. And, and reality is, is like, we're going to be doing holistically unique releases too. Like we really don't want to take anything that's already out there and push it out again. Um, I mean, we, we've had opportunities to like, Hey, do you want to release these games? They're released in Europe or Japan. And we're like, that's not really our thing. That's what we tell them. Like, that's not really our thing. We want to have unique releases because we want to see more stuff come out for the switch physically. I mean, that's it. And it's not nothing against people that do that. Um, it's just not the, the, the way we want to do it because we're so involved with the developers and the, the whole production of it and doing unique art pieces and all this stuff where it's like, it would kind of get lost in the sauce if there was already another release of that title. Right. Mm. Like, especially if we're going deluxes and going over guides and books. And if, if we ever do a title that already has like a book or a guide to it, like we're not doing another guide, like it already has its own thing, but right. if it already has a physical release, we're not, going for that title because it's mm-hmm. already got a switch physical release um other consoles we're not worried about we like doing nintendo switch like people have asked yeah. us you doing a ps4 no that's not not our thing like we we literally are putting our all into nintendo switch publishing yeah absolutely and so, so, so can we think going anywhere so no and can we talk about something new yes go for it so we mentioned new stuff like we had a Kickstarter launch 
<laughs> um, we, and we got to spell out a lot of details on this sucker because there was some misinformation, some questions all over the interwebs. Um, yep. And I would like to go over what it is and why JP and I are freaking excited about this thing. It's ridiculous how excited we are about this thing. Um, so the Kickstarter is for a game called Sunshine Manor. Um, Sunshine Manor is a prequel to the cult horror game Camp Sunshine. Now, why we're excited is, is that we're not releasing Sunshine Manor. No, 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 no. We're <laughs> releasing a double pack of both Camp Sunshine and Sunshine Manor. Yep. What's crazy is, like, we only were talked to about um, by, it was by Fossil Games uh, through the digital publisher hound picked games and they were like hey you need to check out this game it's called camp sunshine and i just saw the pictures i'm like oh it looks like you know friday 13th with the killer bear and i remember the killer bear game on like ps3 um where you're just running <laughs> around like stabbing people as a bear and i'm like oh it'll probably be something <laughs> like that or whatever and um and you play it and there's a holistic 16-bit looks like stardew valley 16-bit <laughs> style and you're literally like sneaking around trying to find the secrets of this camp. And if you make any noise or do something crazy, the bear literally jump scares behind you and like tries to murder you. And in <laughs> gory fashion does. And there's gory eight, 16 bit bodies everywhere. And it, the map looks like Friday the 13th from the NES. Like it's, ridiculous and as you play more and more of the story come about there's like puzzles in there and different things to do when it comes to like um quests and things like they just like pop up and they're like hey you should uh go out to the woods or you should go look for these type of flowers for me and you can come into my fort or like different random stuff which is cool and <laughs> then we found out that they're doing sunshine manor from the developer of fossil games and it was crazy, though, because when I played Camp Sunshine, I told JP, yeah, we, we need to go after this game. It's awesome. And JP's like, oh, yeah, 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 because we've seen <laughs> a lot of games at that point. And then what happened, JP? He played it. What happened? Well, I created a Steam account just for this game to try it, and it took me all of you know five minutes, because in Camp Sunshine, it starts off with a cutscene as your parents are taking you to summer camp, and I'm like, oh, this game is good. And then, you know, within the first, I would say, five, five ten minutes, You've already got, you know, the murder happening in your bunk, mate. So it's not really a spoiler, but, you know, you're in your bunk and your roommate is just murdered uh, overnight, you know, when you wake up. And then, you know, essentially the game starts from there and you're you're roaming around the camp. You're starting to find clues and you see the, the killer bear. And I'm just like, this game is fantastic. It really brings me back to the 16-bit Super Nintendo era. It's a, it's a horror game in old-school retro graphics. And it was very solid. So... You know, I didn't need much to know that this was a hit. And already mm -hmm. it had a good following because it's been on Steam for a while. Uh, and what's nice now is that these are coming to the Switch. It's also, you know, planned for Xbox, PlayStation, and obviously Sunshine Manor will be coming to Steam as well. But, you know, these two titles are coming to the Switch. And for mm -hmm. us now to be approached to say, hey, we want to bring this to the Switch, let's make physicals of them. I mean, how awesome is that? And I think you yeah. like are just a little bit. Just a tiny bit. I mean, I may have ran a horror movie website back in the day. I have a giant horror movie tattoo on my calf. <laughs> um, and so, like, 
on the Kickstarter page, it's like Sunshine Manners, the prequel to Camp Sunshine, a love letter to retro gaming and classic 80s horror films. It's like my world. The game takes inspiration from movies such as From Beyond, which is a, a classic movie, uh, Friday the 13th, and A Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Um, they wrote The Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm going to have to talk with, uh, <laughs> with Houndpicked about that because they misspelled the name of the movie. Um, <laughs> while mixing gameplay mechanics from games such as the beloved and long-running The Legend of Zelda, Resident Evil, and Silent Hill series. So mm-hmm. it has it is a really cool blend. It really does remind you a lot of Silent Hill um, running through Camp Sunshine. Now, Sunshine Manor is a prequel. The character looks like it's straight out of like Earthbound or something, which is awesome, and also has psychic abilities. So like, whereas in Camp Sunshine, it's a really desolate place, like, where you're walking around the camp, not a whole lot of stuff around there, and you have mm-hmm. Killer Bear. Sunshine Manor has lots of enemies all around, and then your psychic powers can be used to disable and, you know, destroy some mm-hmm. of the demons in there, which is really cool. Um, so it's not as many jump scares. You have, um, mm-hmm. you have some features in there. Um, so basically, if you, all both games feature beautifully hand-drawn pixel art. Um, mm-hmm. The mansion is ever-changing, so what that which is interesting. So it'll be like kind of like Resident Evil style, but the mansion actually changes, and you journey between two different realms in it, which is going to be cool. The '80s synth wave soundtrack is literally done by Paul from Fossil Games. He's he's like we were talking with him on the phone once. And he's like he's like playing on his <laughs> his synth soundtrack as he's it's like creepy music as we're as we're like just talking to him like mm-hmm. the dude is I think he's a music teacher isn't he like like the dude teaches music and it's amazing um, there's uh, power ups and costumes in the game crossing paths with unique characters and some comedy um, and everybody spoiler alert you might get to see JP die somewhere no I live like forever. It. oh it's gonna be interesting though um i'm super excited about this it is really close to 50 percent funded right now i think it just hit the twelve thousand dollar mark on kickstarter as of the time of this recording on a thursday night um Mm -hmm. which is literally a little over 24 hours it's at 50 percent funded which is really cool um and it did get a kickstarter projects we love Mark. Yes, it did. I saw that. That's awesome. So it, it got a project we love badge, which is amazing because I um I only had that I think with one of my early Kickstarters, and ever since then, like I don't I don't get the uh, the recognition <laughs> from the old Kickstarters, but they love their stuff. <laughs> um, so one thing we got to do though is completely remove any kind of craziness. Um, now obviously going for a twenty six thousand dollars goal is not going to get you a physical everyone that's not it costs way more than that to get a physical we know this um here's the thing here's the thing everyone i love how you said that yeah yeah we, we get it <laughs> we, we we get it like i know we're ordering two at the same time everyone it, the, that amount won't even get you the cartridges okay <laughs> like, like for real we we got it um the first things first. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, it's just, it's, uh, I, I can't stop laughing because it's true. It's, That's it's the true. One thing that, I mean, literally, like, you know, we posted it and I don't want to say haters going to hate, but there's people on Twitter and, and people. It's funny. These are like 
potential customers, I'll call them, because I don't think they, you are know, they're uh, they on Twitter, too, because I saw it on Reddit. Like, yeah, and, so I saw it on and, Twitter because um, there's a there's a, a person who didn't back Super Blood Hockey. But when we launched, you know, she asked the right questions. I'm, I'm not saying she's wrong, but she's like, is this actually going to get funded? I'm hesitant. You know, we had warned mm-hmm. collectors. I said, yeah, yeah. I said, listen, I'm like. You are absolutely, you know, how you feel about these companies, perfectly fine. I said, if you want to yeah. wait until we have it in hand, we may still have it available. Buy it then. I said, there's no risk to you. Um, but, you know, the same person who I never see post anything, except, I guess, whenever we launch something, uh, yeah. said the same thing. Go, but this doesn't add up to making the games. I guess I'm just confused as I've heard that it's expensive. And are you going to pay mm-hmm. extra money to premium edition to print these? I really want to be safe. So Houndpick responded and said, Either way, though, could I just go on the record that if it comes to not making a game or us putting down money to make a game, we're going to put down money and make the game. Just FYI, like, games are going to get made. When we take money for a game like a pre-order for Super Bowl Hockey, it's getting made regardless of what happens. We earned plenty to print that one, but if we didn't, JP and I are going to make the game. Like, yeah. just so you know, like, we've been part of this community for how long? Like... I've been part of video game communities for, I've been doing Bucks for over six years, but like JP and I have been part of multiple video game communities. We've been part of Switch Core. He's been part of Switch Core since the beginning. I'm just saying. It's I may happen. have been the co founder of Switch Core and, you know, been highly active for about two, a little over two years now. But so like, I, it's, it's going to happen. Like, yeah. I've released five different NES releases already. I've, put out over 20 print runs on books like i know what it takes to get physical stuff out there the difference between that and the switch is number one it's a five thousand copy minimum which is expensive mm-hmm. yes it's expensive it's not twenty six thousand dollars or whatever we have on this kickstarter the kickstarter is for the development of sunshine manor we're yes. doing this as a bonus we're doing exclusives to help get him out there because when you attach a physical to a kickstarter People get excited because it's coming physically. Well, guess what? It's coming physically. We're not just doing the Kickstarter edition. We're going to do our own version, which, you know what? It does, JP. It raises funds for the physical. <laughs> like, so if, if this doesn't raise enough to do a full physical print run just from the Kickstarter, which it at the momentum it's at, it may. Um, if it doesn't, we're going to have our own and we're going to raise the amount. But here's the thing. It's going to be in hand when we do it. Right. Right. So, like, we're not going to take pre-orders. We're going to have both versions. We're Kickstarter bags are going to get their stuff. We're going to have it in hand, and we're going to literally produce it. Like, yeah. we will cover it if we have to. It's fine. We're we're running a business here, and when we have stuff yeah. in hand, people are going to buy it. Like, it's going to be available. Like, it's okay. <laughs> I think... I think, honestly, I think, not to make fun of it, but I think the the best comment about, like, having enough money for the physical says, is this magic money that will just appear? I don't know if people realize, Jeff, but, like, you and I, we are running a business, as you said. You know, we have funds. Like, we started this uh-huh. business with the, with the notion, honestly, like, if we're going to be honest, that Super Blood Hockey may not have sold enough to warrant the the production just off of the pre-order sales alone uh-uh. like yeah. we came in understanding we're a brand new company so i always find it funny that people i guess don't understand sometimes like you know we we have the capital like there's a reason we started this business it's not a pyramids game to take a pre-order you know for one game and then uh-uh. take the pre-order for the next and then you know kind of keep always playing catch up i mean that's literally why we're not doing a pre-order for the pigeon death premium or waiting till it's in hand because we're already working on it. We have the funds for that. And it's the same thing with this. Like I 
I wholeheartedly believe that this Kickstarter is going to be a a, a 100% success. Um, but okay. as you said, I mean, listen, the game comes to Switch, it's getting a physical. We've signed that already. We've made that commitment, you know, with with the developer and the digital publisher. Um, but yeah, I, I always I understand people are skeptics, and you know what? They 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 will continue to be until we have our first you know two games in hand, and that's fine. But yeah. I'm really hoping that once that that happens kind of like that worrisome and hesitation kind of go away when we show them like we did exactly what we promised and you know just off of our reputations alone you know we're not someone that's going to come in who are so active in the community and then you know pull a a disappearing act because that's Mm -mm. we didn't we didn't build our reputations just for that no and it's interesting too because like Look at the shipping date on the Kickstarter. It is in 2021. That's when it's getting released, people. It's getting released a year from now. Is I think the goal for them is to release the digital versions on the Switch by like a year from now. We're gonna yes. produce it physically as soon as we get everything approved. It's being it's being ordered. So as soon as we get the finalized ROMs. But what do we talk about on this playcast? We want everything complete on cart, and we want it to be as bug free as possible. So we're going to need the games to be tested on the Switch thoroughly, and oh, yeah. we want to make sure we have the finalized version. So it, like, we're going to have the games out there, but we're also going to not be in a hurry. You notice with our releases, like this is just a Kickstarter because it was an opportunity to sign something amazing yep. and do something cool with somebody super passionate, which is, which is Fossil Games, and Houndpicked is awesome. Um, and... The thing is, is that there's some stuff about this that they haven't announced that's going to blow mm-hmm. people away. And when it does, it should get super crazy on the Kickstarter, especially if who's supposed to retweet this does retweet this and everything that happens. Um, like, we already have something that's over the top, which is literally Graham Humphreys is doing the cover art. So, mm-hmm. like, the cover art that's on the Kickstarter page isn't the finalized cover art. Even though it looks awesome, it's either going to be the alternate on the inside or it's going to be our premium edition cover. But Graham Humphreys is doing the cover. Who's Graham Humphreys? Well, <laughs> he is the guy <laughs> who worked on and did the movie posters for A Nightmare on Elm Street and The Evil Dead. Like, the originals. Like, he did those posters, those movie posters. So, like, we have a legend in the horror movie industry that is doing the Camp Sunshine, Sunshine Matter, the Sunshine Anthology double pack art. Mm -hmm. Like, it's ridiculous. And literally, I was on the phone with him, uh, with Paul from Fossil Games, and we told him, like, you do what you do, man. Like, you make art. We will make it work. And I just, I told him that I would get him the outlines for the Nintendo Switch case so he knows where the the different items will be, like where the Nintendo Switch in the top left is and things. So he knows Mm -hmm. not to put, like, a a main character there. (laughs) But other than that, like, go ham. And, you know, you're, you're not getting your typical art where it's, like, layered or anything. Like, he's doing art on a canvas. Oh, yeah. It's going to be amazing. I mean, if you go to his website, I was just in awe. I'm just looking through all the the works he's done, you know, for Uh I I would call it retail releases, you know, like movie posters and whatnot. But then he's also obviously done commission pieces he's done for special events for these uh, movies and other items. And you see all of his work. I mean, it's just 
it's amazing. It's amazing what he does. It, it really is an art. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm super excited that, I mean, who could you really go better than Graham for this? Yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It was a, like a dream for the developer. Like he's like, there's no way I'm going to get this. Um, <laughs> we absolutely made it happen. And JP made it happen like in like a day. So that's <laughs> JP style. If somebody tells me they want something for their game, I'm doing everything legally in my power to make that happen. I mean, that's one of the things <laughs> that we wanted. We want our releases to feel special. We want the people involved with us to know that we're working for them uh, to give their release the you know the proper respect that it deserves. And I'm glad you know what he you know Paul brought this up just in conversation with us, saying like, "Oh, I think it'd be great if we got Graham." And you were like, "If there's a will, there's a way." And I took down his name. I found him and. We set up a meeting and it's happening. Yeah, I mean, I'm awesome. And, and the thing is, is that like even for our, um, you know, premium edition that we're gonna do, that's not the Kickstarter exclusive. Like we have an artist lined up, <laughs> like and, he, and he's a legend too. So like we will start promoting that, and you will know who it is. That's a hint right there. Hint, hint. <laughs> like, um, but that's the thing though, is it's super cool. You're gonna get. If you back this Kickstarter, you get opportunity to get your portrait in the game or portrait yep. getting killed in the game, yep. um, which is cool. Um, there's a lot of stuff to it. I guess they're not charging for shipping, by the way. Not right now. So Nope. I, there's a shipping section that you can go to the bottom of, and they literally talk about it. And so essentially, um, just so you know, like we're charging like, five dollars worldwide they didn't believe us so when we charge everybody five dollars <laughs> worldwide for the regular switch version just the premium edition right um like i we don't know what the um the kickstarter exclusive will be for the um for the the biggest tier because of mm -hmm. the weight it'll be the mm -hmm. weight right and yeah and, and we're not shipping from the uk where they're out of we're shipping from from the U.S. and Canada through our, you know, distributor. Yep. Video Games Plus. <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, I, think that's, I think that's good because, you know, we even since Super Blood Hockey, we've already been working on the shipping that, I'm hopeful, that we're hopeful we can implement, you know, with our second or third release. And that just means that it'll roll into this one when it does come out and does get, you know, produced. So shipping mm -hmm. should be highly affordable, super fair, nothing like we've seen from other events even you know with the switch collector volume one with the, the high shipping cost this should be very oh very fair so you know i i think that's right for them not to charge it right now because obviously things change uh mm -hmm. but i think when when the time comes when it is ready to ship people will be very happy worldwide on the on the costs so um outside of that like they're um, edition that they're doing for the um, the Sunshine Edition, mm -hmm. the Kickstarter exclusive. They're doing some stuff that we're not doing with our premium deluxes because it's literally at the request of the developer. So, um, number one is that he is doing a cassette soundtrack, which is ridiculous. Yep. That's awesome. Um, uh -huh. He wants some sweatbands. That's too easy. Yep. Sweatbands with the characters on it. You get the killer bear and then the evil guy from um, the second game from yep. sunshine manor um we're doing a unique trading card for this one which is a challenge mm -hmm. card and, and a unique challenge patch for the kickstarters hint hint yep. um it's gonna be a different patch than what you have for the non kickstarter edition um and then um you have a 
retro VHS collector's case, which looks like that. an old school VHS tape. Absolutely love it. <laughs> and so everything fits inside of that. Um, and then, of course, we're doing the premium guide with it, which won't fit in that case because it's way too big. Um, but it is going to cover both games that are going to be on the cartridge. Um, and I think Erica did awesome because Erica is doing artwork with Premium Edition. Um, that's Erica from Switchcore. She's awesome. Um, oh, yeah. And she, so she did a pretty cool mock-up of the what the book covers look like, the VHS, um, all the different pieces. I think her Kickstarter-exclusive cover looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the card that she made is cool. It's almost like, man, you just need to do all that stuff now. Uh-huh. You're doing cooler than I'm doing. No. <laughs> it's funny. With Graham, you don't get much better with like a horror artist. But with Erica, you just don't get much better than what, what she's putting out. I mean, she, you know, I've known her since I started JP Switch Mania. She came up with the logo for it. Uh, but she's unbelievably talented. I'm so glad she's on the team. And yeah, you'll you'll be seeing her work. You know, we already talk to her about the Pigeon Dev collection and, and the idea that I had mm-hmm. for the interior art. So she's going to play around with that. And That's like, her trial, JP. That's her trial. Well, all I can it. say is when, when you give Erica the freedom to just be creative and have fun, I mean, mm-hmm. you get something like that VHS case that looks like it's torn, it's old from, you know, you found it in the 80s in your parents' attic. I mean, it's just amazing what she does. And mm-hmm. I, I, I will just blindly say that the interior for Pigeon Dev will just be amazing and what's crazy is she has a be kind rewind sticker on it but actually you uh-huh. can rewind the cassette so yeah. it does make sense it does make sense <laughs> it's ridiculous i love it um that so the thing is is like this one's just a super fun one it is still going to fall in our release window everyone we're not doing anything quicker like right. we're, we're taking our time so like literally we're ordering super blood hockey and pigeon death collection right now um yep. when we get those in hand is when we're going to put up our next pre-order after we're shipping. Everybody who bought Super Blackie has their copies, and yep. we have both up for sale. Once everybody gets their copies, then we're going to do the next pre-order. We're waiting until you all have our stuff yep. so you can see what we have, so you can see what it's worth, what it's worth to you, what it's made out of the quality levels, everything. And then you can make a decision on, all right, do I want to get their third release? Because yeah. Sunshine Sunshine Anthology is going to be way later because of when it's released. Like, we're going to have multiple windows in there before that. Right. And I will say, you know, we've announced three games. The third one in our direct being a robot named Fight. Yep. But that's not really the next one that's coming after that Pigeon is, Dev. That is not number three. That is going to be. So, like, we're doing things in pairs. We're going to, we get pre-order, and then we have an in hand. And they both get in hand together. And then right. we're going to do a pre-order and an in hand. Guess what's in hand? A robot named Fight. There is a secret game in there. Yeah, um, and it's when we release signed. it, when we release it, we are doing. We are working on our next direct for the uh, script. What we're gonna do? Um, we. I don't know if it'll be in the middle at the end. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Because we might have other surprises. You, you never know, Jeff. You never even know if we're just gonna say it's live right now. <laughs> Pre-order. <laughs> You, you don't know. Well, well, they would know if they didn't have the game in hand for Super Blood Hockey. <laughs> I'm not doing I guess that. that's fair, yes. Not doing that. So I will say, Super, though. If you have like, Super Blood Hockey in hand, then it might be available right now. I, I will say that as a collector and a, you know, obviously a big fan of, of, of you know the Switch games, 
it's very hard to be on this side because, you know, we, we signed this game just recently, so it's official, mm-hmm. working on it already. And, like, in my mind, I'm like, I just, I don't like secrets. Like, I've never ever been good at keeping anything, and I, I always want to tell at least, like, one person. And here it's like, you know, I have my Twitter platform, and I just want to, like, scream, like, guys, guess what game we're going to be doing? And I'm like, nope, nope. I'm like, you got to rein it in because we haven't even gotten Super Blood Hockey out yet, and it's so easy mm-hmm. to just, you know, start getting a excited about the next release and, and start sharing it but you know the one thing that we're very cognizant of is we want people to get our game first and then let them start getting excited for the next release not so much hey here's our next five games and you're still waiting on on the first one so that's hard i'll learn over time but i will say that i've i had never played this game before that we just signed uh-uh. and i can't stop playing it now and i know you're the same way when we actually have time to play games but I'm in love with this one. I think a lot of people are going to really enjoy it. Uh, and I really can't wait till it is announced, but you're going to have to wait just a little bit longer. As it's weird because we're like, all these games are, are solid, fun experiences for us. And they're all different types of genres. Super Blood Hockey is an action RPG arcade game. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, okay. But actually it's hockey, but it's hockey with RPG elements. And yep. then you go into Pigeon Dev, which is a bunch of awesome platformers and a Bomberman-style game, which yep. is really fun. And it's just little short experiences with some time speed run aspects to it, which will be fun for the community. And we're definitely going to cover that in the guide. Um, you'll have to figure out which one will be the challenge. Because <laughs> there's yep, going to be exactly. a challenge in there. Like You don't know what we're going to pick for the challenge. Um, and then... Third game's a different genre. Not going to say what it is. And then, and then, you know, Robot Name Fight is literally the Metroidvania with some roguelike elements, but the underground cult hit that hasn't been out yet that everybody's been clamoring for that knows about it. And then everybody that finds out, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, this place yep. just like Super Metroid. And, and literally what I've been telling JP, because I think he wants to wait to play it, for a little bit longer because he's played it but he hasn't like delve into it and with roguelikes you gotta get your chops up you gotta play it and unlock things as you go and get stronger but it's like playing super metroid with only one energy bar you don't get any energy tanks and that's where the challenge lies because as you play through super metroid you get more and more powerful but you also get all of these energy tanks where you're kind of a bullet sponge or a enemy sponge and you don't really you can take some damage and not worry about it and then you get more energy back. Well right. you don't have that with with a robot named Fight, and it creates a really tense atmospheric game. And it's another game like Sunshine Anthology that's a little bit horror based too, which is cool. <laughs> I think it's super fun. So that's going to be a fun, and I could probably say that's going to be our fourth release. (laughs) That'll be that'll be in number four. Number three is cool surprise, (laughs) and um, we got other surprises on the way too. But like literally, like that's gearing up to be our first quarter of 2021 because these first two games right here are our last quarter of 2020. Um, We get them out there. how they come out is how they come out. We don't plan on doing more than, you know, a a release window, a quarter, but if we're able to get the games out there for everybody and everybody gets their stuff, we'll, we'll make more games. Like it's just, 
I mean, because we get so many people that reach out to us every day and that we reach out to because the games look amazing, that, like, there's not enough time in the day, not enough no, time to put everything out in a release window. And, like, we literally can only do so many deluxes regardless because they take right. a lot of time. Oh, yeah. And we want to do them right. These are not, uh, what's the, I forget <laughs> what the right word is but they're not like assembly line releases where we're just turning them out with little care i mean each one like you said hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of personal hours going into each release and that's not even necessarily a deluxe so when we do mm-hmm. it we're doing it slow we're doing it right and no matter how excited we are and how fast it may seem like we're trying to get games you're going to still see that we're only announcing them you know available for pre-order or sale very slowly so mm-hmm. And, and you know, like I said, everything comes in time. People who have been supporting us since we announced, thank you. For people just finding us, thank you. And for people hesitant, thanks still for checking us out and, and watching us and see where we go. So Well, and um, thanks for taking the time to let us know what you think, too. Because yep. even if it's something that's criticism, we read it and we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're not wrong that, like, it's weird for a company that doesn't have a physical release to have a Kickstarter out there for a physical but in reality, the Kickstarter is not for the physical. It's for the development of the game. Like we have right. the physical there because we're supporting the developer. We're putting our name on it because we have support and we have trust in this developer to make the games happen because they've already released games and it's amazing. Right. Yep. And if you all knew what we knew with what's lined up, it's gonna be insane. Like, I'm gonna cut we, you off before you say something by accident. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. <laughs> it's gonna be insane. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Like no, there's it's, nothing. It's a, ab- there's nothing about it on the Kickstarter page with what we're talking about. So we are good. Oh yeah, no. This this is a good time, and you know, I I I really like the people at Fossil Games, Houndpick. I mean, they're just great to work with, great to talk to, and that's why it's very easy for us to want to partner with them and, mm-hmm. and support them. I mean, Camp Sunshine is a fantastic game. People who have played it on Steam already know that. And what's even better is that at the launch of this Kickstarter, which was on Wednesday. There is a demo for Camp Sunshine on Steam right now that you can just click a button right in the Kickstarter page to download so you can start playing and checking it out. And of course, Camp Sunshine, you can purchase on Steam if you want. Um, The other thing I I will say, what I really like about how their tiers are structured, and I guess, you know, I have backed a number of Kickstarters, but I don't normally look too closely at how how the tiers are, are leveled. But with this one, what's really nice is that each level tier you go... It's just adding to the previous one. And, I mean, the amount of stuff that they give you is just insane. Like, you know, I look at the at one of the physical tiers. You get a Steam copy of both games. You get the digital copy of the console of your choice with each game. You get, you know, you get the physical. You get these items. And it's just, I, I've seen people already commenting on social media, like, this is one of the most generous Kickstarters with, with uh, rewards. and Because there's so much that they just throw at you and give to you. Uh, yep. that I think it's well worth well worth the money and and again I think the game is just well worth the the backing. So if you've checked it out and, and you backed it already, thank you. If you've shared it, thanks. And if you haven't, just go to Kickstarter, type in Sunshine Manor. It'll pop right up and and take a look for it. I mean the page itself is very detailed. Uh, there's trailers, there's screenshots, there's a lot of information. And I think you'll see that it's definitely a game worth worth funding. Oh for sure. And I mean, I'm just excited about everything. I'm going to try to put the um, the blog post for this game on 
the website too. And I will uh, put by this weekend, I'll send out a whoever signed up for our premium edition games newsletter. I'll send it out as well, just in case you may have missed it. Uh, so if you're hearing this and you haven't checked it out, you'll at least get an email from us just to let you know that it's live. And it will be going until Friday, November 6th at 3.55 p.m. Eastern time. But if you're like us, don't wait till the last minute because whenever that happens, you'll probably forget or you'll get pulled away and you just don't want to miss this one. So when you get a second, just check it out. Exactly. Um, That's awesome. So that's Sunshine Manor, a retro horror game. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So... I think the next thing, unless you had something else, I wanted to uh, touch upon what's going to be coming out next week. Because Ooh. it's, I, I'm not kidding. So we call this, you know, Switchtober. We have some fun with the, the month names. And at least since the Switch has launched, and I probably have to go back to just double check myself, October has been one of the busiest month months for physical releases. And this is going back since like 2017. Every year, October comes. And it's just it just seems like everybody just wants to release their games in this month. I don't know why. And this week, this upcoming week is no different. Like I, I was putting this together, you know, at lunch today, and I have the list open. I'm gonna read through it as fast as I can. But I I don't remember a week this busy. Like literally, really? you have Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday with games coming out, not even for pre order, but actually coming out at retail um, worldwide. And I think it's just insane. So maybe I'll give you a little uh, uh, warning. Just hide your wallets now before I read this. <laughs> hide your wallets now. Have your significant other leave the room if they don't know what you're purchasing. Oh, my wife is looking up from the couch now. Oh, no. <laughs> She's going to know exactly. Like, if you like boxes arriving at your door, like, this is the week where you'll probably get to build a little fort. And she's shaking her fist. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it's fun. She knows me. Um, let's let's Bye. go through it. Uh, so we're going to start with Sunday, October 11th. It's the last day to pre-order these games from LRG. So you have Shantae, Regular and Collector's Edition, Shantae, Risky's Revenge, Regular and Collector's, and they are um, working with Xseed for a reprint of Shantae Half-Genie Hero the Ultimate Edition, but it's not the day one that came with the box and I think a music CD. It's just the game itself. But Sunday is your last day to pre-order all three of those. So it's a Shantae kind of day. Now let's get to the releases. So on Tuesday, October 13th, you've got G.I. Joe Operation Blackout, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid Collector's Edition, Prinny 1 and 2 Exploded and Reloaded, Remothered Broken Porcelain, Robotics Notes Elite and Dash Double Pack, and the third time it's coming out of Sayonara Wild Hearts. For this, for Sayonara, I Am 8-Bit did an exclusive on their website, and that was the first edition. Then they did a Best Buy ver- retail edition that had um, no interior art. I, it didn't have the same packed goodies. I think it may have had like a patch or just like one item inside. But now they're doing it a third time where it's going, I would say, greater retail. So Amazon and GameStop. And apparently it has another type of patch or sticker inside the case. So I'll be picking it up and I'll take a picture to see if the UPC code is actually different on all three. But if you've missed it the first two times, you know, now you'll have a third chance. Then on Thursday, October 15th, in Japan and Asia, we have Hardcore Mecha, which, quick tangent, the demo is on the eShop. It's a fantastic side scrolling mecha game um 
fully voiced, uh, just great storyline, great action. If you like mecha animes, this is the game for you. And I highly recommend playing the demo. Then in the UK, Kunai is coming out. There was a US edition distributed through LRG. Uh, but in the UK, it's getting a mass retail. Consider it a day one edition comes in the box with some packed in goodies. Uh, I think it's the nicer edition. So if you've missed out, you know, you could pick that one up. Then in Japan, there's a game called Moon Premium Edition coming out. It's unclear if it supports English or not. Some people say it does. The Japanese eShop says it doesn't. The US eShop says it supports English and Japanese. So regardless, I'm buying it and I will let people know if no one else, you know, reveals it first. And then in the UK, My Universe School Teacher comes out. In the U.S., that's coming out November 3rd, so you can wait if you're buying the U.S. releases. Then in the U.K., Tennis World Tour 2 comes out, and then also on November 3rd, it's coming out in the U.S. And then finally in Asia, Toho Spell Bubble Regular and Collector Edition is coming out, and it does support English. So that's Thursday. Now we move on to Friday, October 16th. You have Nine Monkeys of Shaolin coming out. It's getting a U.K. or E.U. release. There is a demo on the eShop if you want to try it out. It's actually pretty cool. It's like a side-scroller beat-em-up with some cool moves. Uh, it was pretty fun. It was a fun demo. Um, then, technically a physical release, as there's no cartridge, but the Mario Kart Live Home Circuit Mario and Luigi editions are coming out with the actual like go-karts that you can drive in your living room. Uh, in the UK, Pinstripe is coming out, and as far as I know, there's no US planned release, so it's going to be UK only. Then in the UK, there's another exclusive, Race with Ryan, the Road Trip Deluxe <laughs> Race Edition. with JP. I wish. Not yet. One day. Race um, with JP. But, but apparently there's a, a Road Trip Deluxe Edition with, I think, additional tracks and cars and whatnot. But it's only going to be in the UK, uh, physical, physically, and then digitally in the US. Uh, then in the US, we're finally getting the Persistence, because that did come out about a month ago in the UK. But the US is finally getting it. And then in the UK, Truck Driver is coming out, but we're getting it in the US on November 17th. And then finally, Zoids Wild Blast Unleashed is coming out localized in the US. I'm so excited because the Japanese release came out a long time ago with no English. Um, and I'm going to jump back really quick to Tuesday, October 13th, because the distributed title from LRG of Ion Fury will be opening up for pre-order. Uh, this game d- did get a UK physical retail release uh but now it's gonna yeah, get a yeah. us one at lrg so yeah definitely not interested in double dipping on any title honestly um iron fury was sold directly from the 3d realms from 3d realms even though it was a uk edition that it was sold from them my labels are like from the people who created it so like right. like what is the unique aspect of just having an ESRB on it. Like, I'm like, eh, I would rather have a unique game. Let's get more new stuff, people. Yep. So that's that's the second, what is this, the second full week of October now that we're in, or we're going to be in. Uh, and I'm not kidding you. I, I truly believe the week after is going to be another heavy week. All I care about is we're, we're heading towards the end of October when Cobra Kai, the Karate Kid Saga Continues game, is coming out with an all-new storyline. And... I, I mean, I love Cobra Kai, so to me, that's like the game of the month, regardless <laughs> regardless of how it plays, because the, the trailer did make it look like it was choppy in terms of, like, the fighting mechanics. You know, you'd, you'd go throw a punch, and it'd kind of be like a lag. But I will say, what's really cool is, even though I think this game is, like, E or T rated because of the violence, 
the fighting reminds me a little bit of the Punisher for the Xbox and PS2 because you use the environment, meaning, you know, you grab somebody and there's a pole near you, you can like slam them into the pole. Or if you're at the arcade and there's the basketball hoops, like where you're shooting, you can throw them into the hoop. Like it's fun, things like that. Plus it's an original storyline. And while we're all waiting for season three next year, this should hold us over. So Cobra Kai is my game of the month, regardless of how it plays. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 not slowing down. I mean, this is a busy week, but we still got two more weeks of October, and they're not. I don't think they're any slower. <laughs> that's, Craziness. Right? That's what's coming out. Yeah, it's 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 fun. It's a fun time. Uh, it's an expensive time, but you know what? One thing I'll always say is that around this time with these releases, you may not be at a disadvantage to wait until Black Friday or the holiday season because what mm-hmm. I've seen in the past is a lot of the recent titles, especially non-first-party Nintendo games, will go on sale. So, like, to see Cobra Kai go on sale or, like, G.I. Joe or even, like, the Power Rangers, which is only 30 bucks, it, there is a chance where it can drop in just a month. So, you know, games that you don't have to worry about being limited and selling out, you may just be better to wait if it's not a day-one game that you want to buy. Um, but, yeah, that's that's my personal advice. <laughs> insanity and i'm still on my buying hiatus (laughs) well good for you so so um one thing that i've been playing jp that'd be cool to talk about real quick is a game (laughs) called genshin impact oh yes Um, yes. and it's awesome like it's literally like the graphic style of zelda breath of the wild the character does attacks kind of like link does they even Mm -hmm. have a when you jump off of something you can press a button and use like a sailcloth like it's it's wings in this. Um, however, there's over 20 different unique characters. There's a holistic story mode, and the issue that a lot of people have is it's free to play with gachapon aspects. So if I log in every day, I get like these little gems, and with these gems, I get this like wish I can do, and it'll give me different weapons mm-hmm. or a new character or something else like a um, item or something, and it's cool. Um, if you wanted to do more pulls on the slot machine, you got to pay money, of course. That's where they make mm-hmm. their. That's where they do the free to play. However, um, there's so much for the gameplay wise, like it's ridiculous. Like I just went through a. They don't have like what they have shrines, but they have like little dungeons, and the dungeons are pretty streamlined, but it's fun. It is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Um, however, like even from our perspective, from like Premium Edition, we're like. It's a free-to-play. Like, could we merit doing a $40 release for a free-to-play game? Probably not. Mm-hmm. So, um, but if people really, really want it, it would be well worth preserving, and that's the thing. The mm-hmm. problem is, is that it would never be complete on cart, yep. um, and it's a giant cartridge, because I do know the download, at least on the, the PS4, is like 8 gigs. So it wouldn't be like a small cartridge, so it would cost mm-hmm. more for the cartridge, so you couldn't even do a budget release with it. Um, so, like, there's our there's our quandary as a as a company is like how do we do that <laughs> like what do we do like if we really wanted to do that how do we do it we just can't <laughs> unfortunately and ah sad panda right <laughs> uh, the, the good problems to have right <laughs> yeah and that's just it though is I would really love to put out some some. Uh, some really cool games, but we we can't all the time. And I no, mean, I hear you. Sad, sad Jeff. <laughs> but 
Um, the game's really cool, though. I can't wait till it comes out on the Switch, um, but I don't want to restart my character. Um, yeah. And, and that's literally it. You can also play it on your phone, like iPhone, iPads, and it plays great on those, too. So definitely check it out. It's Genshin Impact just released on the PS4 recently, which is where I've been playing it. Um, yeah. And if you do want to check out um, Sunshine Anthology, it is on Kickstarter, but it's also at PremiumEditionGames.com. At the very beginning of our page, you can watch the trailer as well as see where the funding goal is at on our page and click oh, it to awesome. show your support. So please sure to please show your support. Um, and literally support Nintendo Switch game development. Um, so that way you can see how it's coming along as we wait for the production of our games. Um, we will do a print edition blog on, on production a little bit once we start to get a little bit more of a timeline from Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else to put out though? Um, I mean, you said what game you're playing. I'll say really quick. I've been addicted to WRC eight, which is a oh like, rally, rally <laughs> simulation type game. And I can't stop playing it. Like I don't have, you know, we don't have a lot of time to play, but these are great. You know, I do the quick matches cause I'm just not good at driving in these type of games. But the, the scenery to me is just like fantastic in handheld. Like obviously it's not 4k graphics, but you really do feel like you're, in these different locales around the world where it's like Spain, Argentina, Sweden. I mean, it's literally taking you places around the world, different landscapes, different scenery, and the game plays really well on the Switch. Um, So somebody asked me yesterday, how does it compare to V-Rally 4, which is also by uh, the same publisher? And I hadn't played it, but I popped it in, and it literally plays exactly like WRC 8 with different locations, different modes, like more rally and buggy and off-road but same kind of thing like it took me to japan china uh siberia i'm driving like in russia in the snow and i love it i love i love both of these games so i would i would recommend checking it out because before this it was really just burnout paradise for me and now i'm uh really into wrc8 and v rally 4 heck yeah it's awesome like keep it up and and of course jp has been Always playing um, constantly because he's addicted to game number three, which we're not going to oh. hint at. Yeah, I, <laughs> once I, I will say once I learned how to play it, I, yes. uh, I'm really, really enjoying it. I can't stop. And it's also, honestly, it's a great pick up and play game, despite how big it is. We're going to have to do an episode on it once we announce what it is, oh, we, just, to, just to give people a tutorial on how to do it, because... Like there's a certain way, and for those that aren't familiar with the style, it's it's it's, it's, it's decent. Yep. Um. So um, we can probably tell everybody where to find us, right? Well, so, first off, find us at premium premium edition games dot com. Okay, I was just about to say that. <laughs> we do that all the time, people. Um, oh, absolutely, we did uh, just put up. Uh, everything about the Sunshine Anthology uh, up there, so that way you can check out the Kickstarter page. Support it. Um, support it, support it, please. Um, our games are still available at videogamesplus.ca where you can still get it internationally. If you're in the U.S., once we have it in hand, we have a few extra copies that will be up. Like a limited amount, but a few extra copies that'll be up. Um, so be sure to support uh, I'm on Facebook and the Twitter at Hagen's Alley and at Hagen's Alley Books on Instagram. Jay Pizzle. JPSwitchmania.com <laughs> uh, for those weekly release posts with all the details, links, pictures, 
descriptions, all that stuff that I just read, you get to actually visualize. On oh. Twitter, it's JP Switchmania. Same with Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. But Twitter is really where I'm the most active, sharing all day long everything coming out physically and some digital stuff. And I do giveaways, and I just have a lot of fun with the community. So if you're on social media, definitely go to Twitter. That's where I'll be. Um, but other than that, for premium edition games, we're at Discord, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. Look for premium edition games everywhere except except Twitter. Look for premium edition and then the number one, and that's where we are. <laughs> so other than that, uh, thanks as always for listening, for supporting, uh, for staying with us as we uh, slowly start rolling out our 2021 titles, which is going to be a, a really fun time. It's going to be a hoot. all right everybody thank you for listening um enjoy barry's corner and we will see you next week bye hey everybody barry here and uh for my portion of the switch mania playcast uh i'd just like to talk a little bit about news to start with uh since the last episode um we did have the uh, Sakurai Presents Steve and Alex that was, I believe, on Saturday. So I'm not a big Minecraft guy, but the attention to detail um, that Sakurai puts in, in his games is insane. And uh, I'm excited to give this character a shot. Uh, I, I already got the Fighter Pass, so I'm going to be playing it. But there's a ton you could do with this character from building blocks to crafting to digging up resources. They really incorporated what I assume are, are Minecraft staples into this fighter. And uh, the stage is interesting, too. It's like like nine different stages or seven different stages in one. And uh, I really like this. I like what they're doing. And I'm not a Minecraft fan. And, and the, you know, I wasn't super excited when Steve was announced. It was almost like the meme. But uh, I'm so excited for those fans. And I am excited to, um, to definitely give this character a shot. And I think it can create, you know, some really unique... Uh, battles. Uh, I don't know if you guys are excited about Steve, or if you're like, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe not. But uh, I'm excited to try it, and that comes out, I think, the 13th. So it's really soon we'll be able to play uh, that with the 9.0 update. And uh, I'm just excited for more Smash. Uh, I'm hoping we at least get the third character reveal this year. I'm not expecting the third character in 2020 early 2021 sure but i would like maybe the game awards <clears throat> maybe a um a fall or or holiday direct but uh yeah I, I think game awards is probably the safest bet joker did a great splash there and last year we got nothing so maybe every other year who knows but uh i'd love to know what you guys think on the on the smash announcement there uh, then Nintendo did a treehouse out of nowhere. Uh, I really, I really miss that at E3. That's such a cool time to to see them do the treehouse. And the last treehouse we had, it had the Paper Mario and then the Bakugan tease. Oh, that was disappointing. So this time they did Pikmin 3 Deluxe and they did Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. And the majority of the time they spent on Pikmin 3 Deluxe. Uh, a lot of people just wanted them to get on. Uh, I never played Pikmin 3. I, I have it for the Wii U, but I just never played it. I only played the first Pikmin. I never beat it. I'm not big on games with time restrictions. 
I, I have beaten Majora's Mask, of course. I've beaten Lightning Returns. But those are never my favorite games. I don't like to feel rushed. I like to be able to just take my time. So, yeah. But I watched the gameplay. I think it looks great. It's interesting what they're doing to convert it to um, the Switch versus using like the, the Wiimote nunchuck. And uh, I'll talk a little bit more about it later um, because they did announce that a demo would be going live. Uh, they also, again, talked about Hyrule Warriors. That game looks awesome. Like, there's so much to that game. There's so much detail. And since I only played Hyrule Warriors in the Wii U, I never played the 3DS or the Switch version of that game. One of the things they added in the 3DS version was the ability to switch characters. That looks insane and awesome. And I'm so excited to just... Something so simple. Uh, I'm just excited to, to have that as a feature. The attacks look great. The use of the Sheikah Slate looks great. The, the world map. It's the whole freaking Breath of the Wild map with a bunch of hidden stuff. Uh, that is awesome. And... Uh, it just looks just looks really good, and they did show a little a young Impa, who was like a lot of Naruto slash you know like the ninja class in like fourteen Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, I love it. I love her gameplay. I love the fast, quick strikes, and I am really excited to play this game. So it can't come soon enough. But uh, it was nice to see them showing some more in depth stuff off. And I don't know when the the next thing they're gonna do is. I know that they. I know there's going to be a partner direct sometime, but for Nintendo itself, I don't think we're going to get a December game. I know there's the Mario Kart Live and Pikmin 3 and, and Hyrule Warriors, but, you know, sadly, I think that might be all for this year. I hope I'm wrong. Well, there's the Pokemon DLC and stuff like that. Uh, then, in a bit of sad news, uh, this just happened uh, today, actually. Uh, I'm recording this Friday. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, 505 Studios, or 505 Games, um, Publisher House, um, they, uh, are publishing Indivisible, the studio that makes that is Lab Zero Games. I don't know what truly transpired at Lab Zero Games, I didn't really look into it, but they, 505 put out a statement saying that Indivisible is done. They have a patch submitted to Nintendo. That would be the last patch. Any future planned characters or backer promises are done. And they stated that pretty much the physicals are done too, which includes the North American version. Um, they did do an update, and it states, and I'm going to quote this, we are expecting a small number of retail units likely in parentheses in November for North America. We will have more info soon on which outlets will be able to fulfill those pre-orders. So, there is a chance we will still get a North American copy of Indivisible. Let's hope. If you haven't pre-ordered this game, pre-order it now and hope. <laughs> um, if this doesn't come to fruition, that means we will not get a North American copy. And we'll have to settle for the European. However... In the Kickstarter, we did get sent the Collector's Edition, which was a European copy, but it was in a North American case, an official North American case. So that might be kind of like almost a physical North American copy, um, but with official, official artwork at, at the very least. So I don't know. I guess we're going to find out 
it's uh it's let's hope that we do get some uh some north american releases for the game physically but the studio um lab zero if you're interested in what they're going to do i guess um the team that that left for whatever reason whatever happened uh formed a new studio they're calling themselves future club and uh you can follow them on twitter at future club dev uh, so it's really cool to see you know developers bounce back so i'm really interested to see what future club puts out <clears throat> after all this but uh it's nice to see them hopefully landing on their feet. Uh, so that's that's pretty much it for news for the week, at least of the, the bigger titles or bigger topics, I should say, that I, I wanted to quickly touch base on. Uh, as for, since we don't actually have a game of the week, so for the game, uh, and just again, I'll, I'll go through a little bit what I'm playing, and I'd love to hear uh, what you guys have been playing. Uh, I've been playing some more Mario 35. That's what the main topic was last week. And, uh, there was a new update today. New, uh, new bonus battle. But I'm noticing a change. I'm noticing either they're starting to pair people by level, or players are starting to get better. Because I'm now playing 10-15 minute matches, and there's still like 8 people left. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. Uh, so, it's a lot of fun, but I will say it's starting to get repetitive. Because there's only so many times you can go through the same levels over and over. And I wish more would unlock. I'd like to... It's like a very slow progression to unlock uh, new stages. But it definitely feels like, oh, I've seen the stage before. Oh, I've done the stage before. And I find myself just playing it every day to at least do two of the three challenges uh, for, for coins that I'm not even spending, but it's almost like, uh, yeah, just daily login kind of deal. So I am doing that, and uh, it's still fun, and it's still free. I don't know how much longer I'm going to log in every day, but I'm happy to see that they're doing these new challenges. Uh, I talked last last week about uh, Animal Crossing, how did the update for the fall. Uh, I've finished everything that I can. Uh, you can only get so many of the spooky recipes before uh, Halloween. Uh, we found a loophole with candy. Uh, so you can buy one piece of candy a day and you need that candy on Halloween to get uh, the rest of the spooky recipes. But here's the kicker. If you go to someone else's island, you can buy a piece of candy there, even if you bought it on your home island. If you leave and come back, you can buy it again. So you could just keep going to a friend's island over and over and buy as many pieces of candy as you want. Um, you could also, uh, if you talk to a villager and they're giving you a spooky recipe you have, uh, they'll also give you a piece of candy instead. And I, I talked about last time that you can get spooky recipes from your villager from the first crafter of the day. That is incorrect. It's one of the three you'll get a day. It seems to be random. You could also get it from uh, balloons, which is annoying because I still need a few of the fall recipes. Um, but yeah, it's it's nice that they're doing this stuff and they're they're keeping the game going. I mean, it's the, definitely the, the biggest seller this year, so it, it makes sense. Uh, now, I did briefly talk uh, about Pikmin 3 earlier. Uh, there was a demo out. The demo is my favorite kind of demo because it allows you to carry over save data from you know, the demo to the actual game. So uh, I downloaded the demo, 
And because uh, I wanted to play something on the Switch, right? Like I wanted to, to actually do something on the Switch for the week. So I, I played through the demo. The demo, it took me three days in game, not three real days to beat the demo. Uh, it ended after I beat the first boss. I don't know if I could have, I mean, beat it maybe on the second day if I rushed and I knew exactly what to do. Uh, if the demo would have continued or if it would have just ended there. But it, it took me three game days. It unlocked a few like challenges and stuff that I, I didn't partake in. But all that stuff unlocks and, and goes into the main game. So if you're even remotely interested in Pikmin 3, I definitely suggest you give the demo a try. Uh, when I started the demo, I had it on default, which for aiming to where to throw Pikmin, used the left analog stick. I didn't like this because that meant primarily when you moved the stick, you were moving the cursor. You weren't moving, uh, well, ALF uh, for the most part in this. And uh, in order to move ALF, you had to like push the, the analog stick completely in a direction. Uh, I didn't really like this. Because it meant if you want to aim Pikmin, you got to suddenly slow down. But if you're also trying to run, it's really hard to do both at once. So I switched it actually to motion. The motion works okay. Um, it works a little bit better. At least this way, I'm constantly moving uh, my character with the analog stick. Except I also noticed you can just like quickly tab like left and right and it will... It will move your Pikmin cursor as well. So you can still kind of do both. A little motion control, a little with the analog stick. And there's also a lock-on feature. I don't know if that was in the original game or not with uh, ZR. That has been a lifesaver when it works. And I say when it works is because there's times where there's like two objects really close together. And I'm like locking onto the wrong thing. And I'm like, no, 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 move over. And I over move. And a little frustrating. But it, it works. It, it's playable. It's fun. Graphics are beautiful. Um, the, the demo is just a, a small taste. But again, it has that time element. I really hate that timer. But I do recommend trying the demo, uh, especially if you're remotely interested. Will I get the game? Yes. Will I play the game? Probably not anytime soon. Because unfortunately, I think it comes out October 30th. And October 27th is Cold Steel 4. So that is absolutely going to um, to be uh, taking priority. Now, as for uh, uh, other things I was doing, uh, last week I touched on, I was playing 13 Sentinels uh, on the PS4. So I finished that. That game is a mind screw, and it takes a lot of concentration uh and uh it's awesome <laughs> it's it's a it's a very big game and and small at the same time like it's it's a time consuming game but it's a lot of fun uh the 13 characters are all really cool they're all interesting and they all have very different motives and very different backstories and the way they interact with each other is fantastic the combat sections are still by far the weakest part of the game. And uh, it is... Uh, I'm just happy to get through it. I did it on casual. Uh, when you do beat the game, you actually unlock a fourth full set of waves. Uh, each set is 10, so it's like four, you know, 10 extra 10, uh, 10 waves or wave four. And uh, it is... 
it, I didn't do it. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm done with the game at this point. I don't really want to continue doing what I don't like. And I also accidentally platinumed this game. Uh, I only have a few platinums under my belt. I don't really go for trophies or achievements or, you know, hunting that stuff. Like, whatever I get in my playthrough, I get. Um, but why I actually finished this game with all but one trophy plus the platinum trophy. And I was like, wow, all but one. And I checked what the one was. It was like, upgrade all of your troops at least like once. And I was like, well, well I'm done with the game and I've got all these points. So I just upgraded everybody. But yeah, I do recommend that game. I do think this is a game that I would love to see on the Switch. Um, VanillaWare has worked with Nintendo, so I don't see why not. And Atlas has as well, of course. And uh, I really hope this comes to the Switch. So afterwards, I figured, what should I play next? You know, what should I do next? And I decided to go to a game I was supposed to go to before 13 Sentinels came out. And that was Star Ocean Integrity and Faithlessness, also on the PS4, which is the fifth Star Ocean game. I've enjoyed the Star Ocean games. I was excited for this one, heard negative things, never played it. So I'm like, all right, I'll jump into it. First initial impressions is this looks like a PS2 game. And it was like, wow, this this feels almost archaic. Uh, it A lot of the quote-unquote cutscenes take place in-game, using the game engine, but literally in games, so like you're walking and suddenly like you're running or running through town, let's say, and suddenly like you're at an area where a cutscene's supposed to happen and suddenly you start walking and then they start talking. Just the characters just start talking and you, you know, you have subtitles and all that. And if they do any actions, it's you have to like zoom in yourself. You have to play the camera to get the actions. I'm not a fan of that. Uh, I like the cinematic approach of cutscenes. That's not to say there aren't cutscenes, because that's what's really confusing. It's actually both. Uh, also, some weird things with the, the way the dialogue works. Like, there was one section where all the characters scatter, and you walk up to one of them, and they just start talking to you. Well, one of them I was wa- running up to, and I actually overran for a second. So they started talking, and I stopped, but I had gone past their their window or their radius or whatever when they were supposed to start talking to you. And I went back, and they never continue their saying like they skipped the entire quote-unquote cutscene really weird not a fan of it but the game has grown on me and i think that's mainly because of the battle system uh i like the battle system uh it's it's real-time uh action rpg like the tales of games uh it has a unique role learning system i like that and um i'm having fun with it i'm over halfway through at this point uh according to a chapter guide i'm not like using it as a walkthrough but I, I like to see how far along i am in certain games just so i know like do i have a lot going or am i nearing the end and uh, i plan on finishing it and uh yeah, i'm still mixed on the actual like the story aspects it's it's not a lot of Star Ocean. It feels more like generic RPG with a few space elements at this point. I'm hoping things change, but since I feel I'm over halfway done, I don't think they're going to. And I think that might be a real weak point for a Star Ocean game. That being said, I'm still having fun. And I think that's what's the most important when ever playing a video game. So, yeah, um, that's what I've been doing. Uh, I really hope that everybody is been safe and have fun uh, and just play some games let let us know what you've been playing on the switch um tomorrow uh, saturday i plan to 
play more Star Ocean and just relax. Tomorrow's actually my birthday, so I will be relaxing and having fun and just spending time with family and playing games and trying to stay safe. And I hope you all are too. Uh, I don't know if uh, if the other guys went ahead and did their social media as we usually do when we leave, um, but feel free to follow me on Twitter at Hawk Hellfire. Uh, and of course, Facebook and YouTube at Nintendo Fuse. And of course, make sure to um, stay tuned, you know, obviously to, to more future Switch Mania Playcast episodes. Uh, you know, the five star ratings on uh, iTunes certainly help us. And uh, Anchor, leave us a message and, and all that. We, we do really appreciate that. And uh, reach out, you know, if you ever feel like talking. I'm, I'm always game. And hopefully next week we, we have a more normal episode, but uh, we will see. And uh, thank you, just everybody, for listening. You know, have a great day. Take care. And uh, I guess I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.